everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. Man, always a pleasure when it's uh, you and I. Oh, always a pleasure. Always, my man. Especially yeah. when it's just you and I. That Ooh. was really well timed together as well. We both had like a perfect pause there. I like that. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so two hundred episodes in, oh, you yeah. think we would two hundred episodes in, you think we have it figured out, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh so ladies and gentlemen, uh as you heard, uh Kyle and I are uh on this episode. Glenn couldn't make it, he had uh something pop up. So which is unfortunate because we didn't get a chance to talk to him about the amazing barbecue he invited uh the gyst podcast crew to over the weekend oh yeah that was that was delicious glenn uh let, i mean let's just give glenn a shout out right now uh for that barbecue he had some delicious cheeseburgers and some uh, italian sausages corn on the cob mm. uh, we had some potato salad and chips and and in rohit supplied the root beer floats which was also pretty awesome because i don't remember the last time i had a root beer float that was pretty Pretty freaking delicious, especially on a nice hot day. Yeah, nice classic. It was a good time. Yeah, it really was. Good time, good time. And, and I and I got to check out some Three Stooges. I mean, we checked uh, a few weeks back about the Stooges, and, and Glenn's pretty uh, knowledgeable about them and a big fan. And that was, uh, that was all new to me. I had never, I don't think, watched a short all the way through. So I watched a few of those at times. So that was good. Yeah, it's always different watching it with a, a bunch of guys, you know, because it's all stupid humor, and that's what guys are all about. Yeah, yes, it's very slapsticky, like kind of kind of goofy here and there. Some things, some things age better than others, I would say, yeah. with them. Since I, you know, I hadn't been a fan previously, right? So this is my first real, true introduction to them was uh, over this weekend. So yeah. it's. Uh, some things were less amusing than others, but uh, <laughs> not too bad. Well, well that, I feel like that's a good uh, lead-in because, ladies, you may not get the most out of this episode because this is an episode for us fellows, something that you know we uh, are going to beat our chests about and grunt and talk about. So with that, I'm going to hand the mic over to you, Kyle, and let you introduce today's topic. <laughs> I have to introduce it like Tim the Toolman Taylor, right? <laughs> More power. Uh, you know, this this week's topic is all about something um, that is very, very masculine, very manly. It is, um, you know, again, Roy said we're gonna we're gonna beat our chests and shout from the rooftops. It's all about the five love languages. And what what brought the t- <laughs> and we're not and, kidding <laughs> and we're not even kidding <laughs> you didn't even take that seriously come on man <laughs> uh, so what brought this about was uh, Emily and I had at you know done more research in love languages recently and um, communication styles and things of that nature and we both took uh, the love languages quiz. And, and just um, for the audience at home, uh, you're speaking about Emily, your fiance? Yes. Yeah, I am. I am. Emily Nabor. What? Do we just, come on, we'll just keep going. I see what you're doing right now. All right. Relax. 
<laughs> Sorry, I, I just thought you would have proposed by now. Oh, okay. So, so go ahead. Shaming, <laughs> shaming me. My goodness gracious. Uh, I don't even remember where I was at. You got me razzle-dazzled. The five love languages. Uh, Emily and I, were, were we both took the quiz. Um, and really, it just kind of started from a conversation. You know, we were kind of talking about it, like, you know, what are each other's love language? Because we had kind of talked about it in the past before, but we wanted to bring it back top of mind. We both took the quiz. Uh, and really, I think it is a super, super powerful thing to do. Um, love is an affection that can be shared by people other than those in an intimate relationship, right? It can be shared by you and I, Rohit. I have a love for you. I hope you have a love for me. Platonic, not romantic. Uh, Emily would be upset. And Christina wouldn't be happy either. <laughs> um, but you can have love for family members, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be an intimate romantic love. Um, but I think the, the biggest takeaway that I had here was it gives you a good idea of how that person accepts communication when it comes to showing caring or, or loving affection for that particular person. So if you're, if you're ever curious as to how you can make sure someone understands how you feel about them, that you care about them, that you love them as an individual, this is really, really, really a good way to go to understand how someone communicates as it pertains to love uh, is, is huge. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at. That's where we got here. And I kind of wanted to just open it up and discuss it. I've got my results because I just recently did it, so and I saved them in my phone. Um, I know, Rohit, you had mentioned you and Christina have done something similar in the past. I don't know if it was the same thing or uh, or something a little different, if you could shed some light on that. Yeah. So first off, you know, just kind of wanted to bring everyone up to up to date a little bit on why we're, we're talking about this. And it's because it is 100 eh, it is English. 100% related to personal development. I mean, one of the things that we talk about all the time are the different animal styles that we have, our, our different oh, yeah. personality styles. Huge. And with that, you learn how to communicate with someone. You learn how to, uh, you know, how to manage them if, if you're in that capacity, how to be better friends with them. It's all how you interact with someone based off of their personal um, preferences. And the thing is, they might not even know that these preferences exist. And so when it, when Kyle and I were talking about possible episodes, he brought this up. And, you know, first off, we thought it was funny because, you know, we're just a bunch of dudes talking about this <laughs> couple, kind of stuff. A couple of guys talking about the five love languages. <laughs> but, but it's so true and there's so much value to it that regardless of, of who you are, if you are a person who is – uh, in a relationship, it's applicable to you. If you're a person not in a relationship, it's applicable to you. Uh, if you're a guy, if you're a girl, you know, whatever, it's applicable. And what's so we did this, uh, Christina and I, and it was interesting because what we what you learn about each other is similar to the personality styles. We treat others the way we want to be treated. And with that, what I would do is I would treat Kyle exactly the way I want to be treated. And so how do I want to be treated? Uh, it's, you know, hey, a bit easy, more buddy. on the take emotional level. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's a bit more on the emotional level. 
But then you've got Kyle, who's not as much on the emotional level. He's more on the fun level. And so he would talk to me in the fun level. I would talk to him in the emotional level. And we were kind of hitting and missing. And that's why this is so important is because it lets you know how the other person wants to be communicated with. And so when Christina and I did this, uh, it turned out for me, it was quality time. And for her, it's all about receiving gifts. And she made an immediate change, something that had bothered me, something that I had uh, unspoken resentment about towards her. But I never brought it up because I didn't fully understand why it bothered me until I did this. And that is when her and I are spending time together, she would always be on her phone. She'd be you know, checking Twitter or Reddit or work emails, but she would always just kind of be on her phone. And to me, it was like, oh, like this is supposed to be my time, not you know, uh, your work relay time or, or this time, that time. This is my time. And now that I understand why that's important to me, she addressed it right away. And it was an immediate noticeable change. She put her phone down and spent more time with me. And that's what I enjoyed. And for her, you know, the receiving gifts, that's how she wants to be presented is because she wants to receive gifts to let her know that, you know, I was thinking about you. I care about you. I went about my day, saw something, made me think of you. I'd like to give this to you. And so, you know, that's a that's a perfect example of the more you know what drives the other person, then you could change to compliment them and give them the communication that they prefer. Absolutely. I, I think your statements there led me to two things. One, uh, and I'll say this just two words, instant credibility. You've always felt that way, right? You just weren't sure exactly how to portray that to Christina. If you said, hey, you know, I thought we were hanging out right now. Can you, you know, do you need to be on your phone? Is it important? Or can we spend some time together, right? What does that do? That creates friction, causes potential argument, potentially causes resentment in the long term for one of you or both of you, right? Yeah, it's presented in a confrontational way. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, all of a sudden, you take a test. Both of you trust, based on a book written by, I, I don't remember the, we'll call the gentleman's name. Uh, Fraser Crane. Fraser Crane? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I hate you. Gary Chapman, you dick. <laughs> you son of a bitch. I was like, Fraser Crane, wait, why does that sound familiar? Go ahead. <laughs> Gary Chapman. Anyway, um, in this kind of, I think, alludes to something you and I had just recently talked about was the credibility piece, right? Is you you both give this quiz instant credibility. So once you find out, you know, hey, he doesn't feel that way for no reason. He feels that way because this is how he likes to receive love and affection. This is his method of communication. And then now oh. you guys both understand that. You see what I'm saying? So nothing changed you still prefer quality time she still prefers gifts i'm sure you knew that she likes gifts and i'm sure that she knew that you like to spend time with her mm-hmm. 
but until it was presented in a, a third-party manner by something that you both deem as a credible source, neither one of you were ready to make a change. Wow. So I think that is, this, this that is a phenomenal observation, Kyle Reed. Oh, I thank you, sir. Thank you. Um, so the instant credibility you guys gave, I think, was, was huge. Uh, the other thing, and I totally forgot the other point that I was going to make. Um, well, I guess that one is gone because I spent so much time on that one. I probably should have notated it. Oh, well. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another episode of the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> um, but I, so I, I think that's huge, right? Had you not trusted this source, you guys probably would not have gotten to where you were, right? Well, as it pertains to that. So um, that's huge. Now, and I think you have a, both a better understanding of each other now uh, than you had before. Yeah. And so how, how did it go for, for you guys? You same. Emily? Absolutely the same, man. Absolutely the same. Um, so Emily and I had been, it's so like our transition for work right now with COVID has been tough, right? I oh, think. Sorry, Kyle? Yeah. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Don't mean to interrupt, but I just think it's important. Um, can you talk about how long you guys have been together? Because I think that's relevant too, because you guys recently did this. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, a little over seven years. So we've been together for quite some time. Uh, we lived together, bought a home together uh, about uh, three years ago this month, actually. July 17th, 2017. Have a little fur baby. Yeah, we got a fur baby and everything. Um, so uh, these past few months, well, a few months ago, right, when this uh, whole work remote thing started, uh, I took a new gig in the middle of this pretty scary time to do so, but I took a gig in April and um, I work a remote. It's not as traditionally busy as my last gig. It's a little bit different. And Emily still goes to work day in and day out, right? And I think that we had a disconnect because I think that um, we were both jealous of one another, right? I missed the socialization and going into the office and seeing people. I didn't like to commute, but I like to be able to see people and be around people and be my goofy self, right? Really, when we talk about um, personality styles, right? Being that I'm a monkey, uh, that that's, that's right up my alley. So I'm sitting here thinking... I'm sitting home all day. I'm bored. I'm lonely. It's sad as fuck. This is lame. You know, and I'll do dishes or whatever. And she thinks that I'm just sitting at home watching TV all day. I'm, like, well, I'm actually, I'm actually still working. Right. So we had this yeah. disconnect. We had this disconnect and she was like, well, you know, she's like, why didn't you put a new roof on the house or why? You know, I'm just, making shit up, <laughs> right. But you see where I'm going with this, right? Yeah. 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 We didn't, we, we, we both saw that grass was greener on the other side. She wanted to be home, uh, perceivably sitting around and I wanted to be at an office, you know, socializing with people. So we had a little bit of a disconnect. So we started talking about, um, how we can better communicate and, you know, how we can wake up every day and go into our days as a team and how we can do the best to support the team. Right. So that was how that started a few months back when we realized that we were having a bit of a disconnect at the beginning of this kind of quarantine COVID thing. Um, so then uh, just recently, a few weeks ago, we did the love language quiz because we, we were talking and we were kind of like, hey, 
I think things have been going great. We're like really in sync. We're in lockstep, you know, um, we're taking care of the fur baby. We're being the best teammates we can be for each other and for ourselves. Um, and then we just started talking about, you know, what, what is next? Like, you know, and, and Emily had brought up the love language piece and I was like, you know, I don't know. Let's, let's take a look. I, I've never actually done the quiz. So we did it. And this is what we came out. Now I, I have, the percentages and the results of mine because I just recently did it and I actually saved it. Um, number one for me is physical touch. Mm. And when I got that, it was like, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense because Rohit, you're a hugger. Mm -hmm. I'm generally not. I don't have any problem hugging people that are close to me. I don't like to hug or touch strangers. I had never gotten, gotten a massage because I didn't want a stranger to touch me. I don't like to see new barbers because I don't want a stranger all up on my head. Really? I'm, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it. And after taking this, I realized it's because I associate physical touch like that as a, it's more of an intimate moment, not intimacy as in sexual, but this is something, someone is close enough to touch you that they should be close to you emotionally as well and spiritually. Wow. So that was something that was like, holy shit, that's like, that's a revelation for me, right? It was big. Yeah. My very first massage was with Emily in Mexico um, during our friend Chris Marlowe's meeting. Uh, last year, I think it was like April or March or whatever it was, just a year ago. So 37 years on this planet, no massage. It was pretty awesome. It was a little awkward at first. I didn't know what to do. but um, And I think that kind of speaks to it. Right, quality time and words of affirmation were two and three for me, tied for two and three. Um, so knowing that and her knowing mine and, and me knowing hers, um, is I think has been a game changer. It's little things that, uh, so she likes words of affirmation, and what I noticed was she made a concerted effort to try to speak to me in my love language. We were, um, where were we at? We were shopping at, um, it was Costco. Costco or, or produce store or something, I forget. Um, and she just, she put her arm around me, like kind of touched my lower back and like looked at me. It was like super cute. And I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> I see you, I see you. And she just did a couple other random things. Um, so later on that day, I, I kind of stopped. I said, hey babe, can I get your attention for a second? undivided attention. I stopped everything we were doing, made it a point to tell her, hey, thank you. I appreciate what you're doing. I see it. I notice it. This is what I noticed. And she had the biggest smile on her face. And that's when I knew I was speaking her love language. I did it right. I understood how she liked to receive affection. And, and, I, and I hit the nail on the head. And, and I knew that she hit the nail on the head because I felt the same way. So it's 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 huge, man. In just a short time, it's made a huge difference. Yeah, wow, Dude, that's fantastic. Now, <clears throat> with with your results and her results, were it, was it eye opening for you in terms of the way that you had traditionally treated her, and maybe it gave you a little bit of insight and understanding of hey, this is why we didn't connect on this level. 
It's because I was doing A when she prefers B. Yeah, and vice versa, right? Um, because I, I, th- I think there's no question at all that we have an immense love and respect for one another. So I don't think either one of us ever questioned that. Um, but I think the ability to make the other feel that on a deeper level, um, taking this quiz has kind of unearthed that, right? And, and given us understanding of, you know, hey, oh, we, it felt like this was a miss here. But really, it wasn't a miss. It was just our intentions were misguided because we didn't understand the other's, I'm going to say, communication style, right? A love love language, I think, is a communication style, absolutely. So, yeah, I I think that's where it was at. And and once once we uh, have a better understanding of that, yeah, I mean, you look back at those things, and if there was something that had upset you in the past, you look back at it and you understand, right? Why? Yeah. Well, Kyle, you know, this being a personal development thing and it's you and I. So now that we've gotten the superficial stuff out of the way, it's time to dive in deep. <laughs> oh, dang. Uh, so I started thinking about the way that we've talked about other people and how they define love is by what they see growing up. And because oh, they define it that way. That was the second yeah. point. That was the second point oh. I had in my head that I lost earlier on. So I'm so glad you, you take did it. that. No, 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 take, no, no. Take the mic. No. Take the mic. Absolutely not. I'm just really glad you brought it up. Go for it. Um, Please. So we've talked, we've talked about in the past how when someone grows up, the way that they see, quote, love, is how they tend to define love. And, you know, we relate to that to women who are in abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. When they go from one abusive relationship to the next, the next, the next, oftentimes they grew up in a household where the mother was abused, either by the father or, you know, a series of boyfriends or, or however that plays out. And I started thinking about this in terms of what I grew up with. And, between my mom and dad, I definitely have my mother's personality. And she would be at home more often, and my dad would tend to be out more often. So, you know, he was all on weekends, he was always out shopping or, or visiting family or whatever the case is. And, you know, my mom would be home more often. And uh, every now and then it would bother her. And she'd be like, man, like, you know, weekend came by and why aren't you spending time with me? And just by me, spending time with her subconsciously affected the way that I desire love as well is through quality time. And so, you know, that's, that's something that, that, you know, on the podcast, we always take things a little bit deeper to the next level. And that's, that's one of the things that I definitely noticed about, about myself and the way that I grew up. That's huge. That's huge. Did you have yeah. that conversation with Christina? Uh, no, because I did not realize it until <laughs> until this podcast. Oh wow, that's all. That, that's fantastic, <laughs> though. It's like we we continue to uncover stuff. And, and when you were saying it, I hadn't realized it until uh, you know we began talking about the podcast when you were talking, um, and I had thought about when you were talking about your experience that you and Christina doing this. I had thought about okay. 
you guys respected the results because you gave credibility to this source. And that was the other thing I was thinking about was, you know, when we talked about this before was, you know, how, how people see love is what they perceive as love as adults, right? What they see as a child is how they begin to form their beliefs on what equates to love. Um, so yeah, huge, 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 the, the, the best results, the best results, probably better than anyone you've ever seen. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> And it's so important because, especially with relationships, you know, if you continue to communicate with someone the exact same way, if you don't evolve your relationship, the relationship becomes stagnant. Absolutely. And I, um, I don't know if you feel comfortable talking about this or not, but I think what the weekend that you had with Emily with, with the dinner Mm-hmm. perfectly addresses uh, maybe, you know, a, a little bit of stagnation in, t- in terms of you wanted to do something you didn't know if she was on board because it wasn't about her, nor was it about you two. You wanted to do something for you, and it turned into uh, something a little bit more memorable. Do you mind kind of talking about that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and kind of – you know, it's funny is the dinner just happened to coincide with this, right? She, um, so I'll give some quick backstory on that. Um, El Gaucho, they have a, a, a club, it's called the Revelers Club, like a Safeway club card or any other grocery store club card out there. You get $75 towards dinner on your birthday and your anniversary. So Emily made a reservation for us to go out. Uh, we haven't had a date night, especially with the quarantine and, and things being shut down for a while in a while. So that was already pre-scheduled. Um, and I had been wanting to do something, you know, kind of big to reset myself and kind of change the – and Rohit, this is something I, I didn't share with you originally, but I'll, I'll share it now. Um, kind of change the relationship I have with um, everything that goes into my body, food and alcohol specifically. Um, I had a, I had a – Fantastic birthday weekend, went golfing with some friends and family, and um, I just drank way too much for no reason. And I was like, wow, that's some serious binge drinking behavior. That is not okay. That's not cool. I got to I gotta address that, right? Um, and then also with quarantine, I've just been kind of, you know, eating whatever kind of lunch, you know, or eating whatever kind of dinner. So sometimes that makes it, sometimes it's convenient. And I'm like, okay, I want to be more conscious of these things. So... Those are the things that kind of led me to saying, okay, I want to do this whole 30 diet reset thing. I brought it up to Emily and said, hey, look, um, this is what I really want to do. You don't have to do it if you want to do it. Awesome. But these are the only foods I'm going to prepare. I'm going to get rid of a bunch of other stuff. I don't want this shit in the house. If you want it, you can have it. But these things are already open. I'm not going to Does that include your birthday present? No. Those are in the garage, but I dumped. <laughs> but I no, but I dumped out the milk. I dumped out the milk, and and I'll give Ralph you some Parker. color. Ralph Ralphie Parker um, from a Christmas story got me seventy two Oreos for my birthday, <laughs> and I love 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 Oreos. And I had a I had a, about a half a gallon of milk left, and I was I had ate some the previous week or whatever. Um, 
but I box them back up and put them out in the garage, uh, next to the, the garage fridge and freezer. We have like a, like a pantry kind of thing up there. Um, so I dumped out the milk and I pretty much was saying, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. You know, uh, this is how I'm going to prepare food. So feel free to do whatever you want to, but in, I'll make you whatever you want, but this one for myself. And, um, I didn't try to convince her. I didn't try to say, Hey, let's do this together. Uh, she decided that she wanted to do it as well. She was like, all right, let's do it. She wanted to support me. She decided that she wanted to do something for herself as well. And it turned into us doing it together for each other, for one another. I'm doing it for me and her, and she's doing it for me and her both. Um, and the dinner that was scheduled for Saturday evening just kind of happened to be like our celebration dinner to kick this off. We didn't treat it as, oh, this is our last, you know, like uh, like Fat Tuesday, right? Before before you begin fasting for Lent, you have a big feast. This is our last feast. We can't do this or can't do that until, uh, you know, until Easter. Um, we didn't treat it as that. It was a celebration. This is great. This is we're taking us out to take care of ourselves uh, from a health perspective, to change our relationships with things like food and alcohol and sugars. Uh, things that go into your body that kind of create uh, addictive properties. So it's it's been fantastic in just these short few days here. It's it's been amazing. I, I'm excited about prepping food. Uh, I'm excited to get the feedback from Emily. Words of affirmation was um, tied for second on my love language. So when I hear something back from her about something that I made, uh, it's it's feels great. It feels amazing. I love it. And I'm really excited for the, what the next 25-ish days has to offer. Ooh-wee. Yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. But but it's all good stuff because even after seven years, you guys are evolving. And that is, you know, a, a key to a relationship. And a kickstart to that can be this love language quiz. I agree. If you've done it before, do it again. So how often would you recommend maybe taking a look at it? Ooh, good question. Um, I would, you know, it always depends, right? But I think you take a look at, if you are someone who can assess yourself and assess relationships that you have, and if that's something that's already kind of programmed into your day-to-day, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you're either in personal development and, and you're taking necessary steps to improve yourself uh, on a fairly regular basis, or you're just learning. So I would say take a look at that. Assess yourself. Assess your relationships. If you feel any sort of stagnancy, if you've already done this, take a look at those results. Take a look at the results of the of your loved one in question, right? And see how you can maybe begin to communicate your affection for that person in the language that they desire, or bring it back up and do the test again together. Um, I would say at least once, if not twice a year, is probably a good measure. If you don't have any measure to begin with, or if you don't regularly assess yourself, um, mm-hmm. I think that's a good start. Wow, that's a lot more frequently than I was thinking. Yeah. 
I was thinking maybe once or once every two years. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it probably all depends. If you do it once a year, you're keeping it top of mind and you're kind of going into, you're going into any interaction with that person with their love language in mind. Yeah. And one of the things that I think is really important to say is we, um, kind of start winding down for for our favorite segment yeah. um one thing that, that i think is important is don't just take the test and be like oh that's interesting you know provide feedback on why you feel that way and ask for feedback in return but here's the biggest thing ask for and give examples because if you don't the other person doesn't know the way that they've been treating you or the way that they've been communicating love to you is not the way that, that you've received it in the past. And that was one of the things that, that, that we did was we asked each other, okay, you know, can you, can you give me an example of, of when I was doing something like this? So I'm aware of it because you don't realize you're doing this stuff because to you, it's just second nature. So give yeah. examples of when the other person uh, thought thought these things of you. Absolutely. It, it, it provides the much-needed context, right? I mean, that's the thing with the physical touch when I kind of mentioned haircuts. I don't like to see a new barber. I had never gotten a massage, right? Same thing. Mm -hmm. Good stuff, man. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Well, shoot. Should we wrap? I mean, that's that's really what I got. I just, it was top of mind. I thought it was good. Very masculine, manly episode. Kind of like <laughs> motorcycles and trucks and chainsaws. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kay Reed, what about one of your famous Kay Reed two-minute takeaways? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. So, thank you again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for listening to the GYSD podcast, the Get Your Shit Together podcast with your hosts, Rohit Rohila and Kyle Reed this week. The topic was about the five love languages and, and how they can be a big part in how you communicate affection for people in your life, whether it be an intimate romantic relationship or a platonic friendship or, or uh, a family relationship. If you understand your love language... And, and why that's your love language and, and the love language of the, your loved one in question, you can better express to them how you truly feel and they can receive it. We discussed earlier in the episode about we may be thinking that we're expressing a, a loving and affectionate feeling to one person, but they're not receiving it in that matter because that's not their love language. You're speaking Spanish as someone who only speaks Greek. You're trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. It's not going to work. These are critical, critical things. And, and I think that there is so much more to it than just an intimate relationship. It is a it has been a game changer, clearly for Rohit and Christina and, and Emily and myself um, as of late. So I absolutely recommend all of our listeners. This is If you're in a relationship, if you're not in a relationship, this is a huge part of growth and evolution of a relationship. 
take the quiz, take a look at it, discuss it, bring up some examples, um, and live by it. And you'll be a better partner, a better friend, a better lover um, going forward. So thanks again for tuning in, folks. We appreciate you. We expect to hear you back next week. GYSDpodcast.com. Like, share, subscribe, all of the above. Appreciate it, y'all. Thanks, everyone, for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together. 